Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joined now by our friend, longtime NFL quarterback, commander's analyst, NFL guru, Joe Theismann. Joe, uh, good morning, man. Thanks for thanks for being here. Good morning, Bill. It's always good to catch up with you. I appreciate it. Pleasure to hear your voice. So, um, obviously, some of the big news coming out of D.C., and really it made, it, it made national news, what was Ron Rivera's answer to a question from a reporter at his press conference about the state of that team where he said the word quarterback. I know he has since apologized. As a quarterback, would you have found that to be wildly problematic if that had been your head coach, or would you have heard that in the context of sometimes you just say stuff at press conferences you shouldn't? Uh, yeah, I, I would actually go with the latter part. I, I think, you know, I, I listened to the press conference, and when Ron said that, you know, I, I sort of gave the old quizzical frown of, uh, you know, why would you say that? But, you know, I mean, I think what he's really trying to say is, hey, there's a lot of newness on this football team, Carson being one of them. Uh, But then if you look around at the division and you look at the success, and that's really where the comparison came, is you look at the success of the three teams in the division besides the commanders, you know, what seems to be the big thing, and it's the quarterback. Well, Jalen's playing at a really, really high level. You know, Cooper Rush – is a part of a football team. And interestingly enough about the Dallas Cowboys, not to get away from the question, but the Dallas Cowboys have been this same football team with Dak in there for the last two or three years. The problem is, is they're the most penal. They have been the most penalized team in football. They've eliminated the penalties. And now you see the talent they have. Plus Zeke is healthy. Uh, Pollard, I think is, is just a terrific compliment in the backfield. And of course, you know, the, the, um, the Giants, they're playing good defense. And Daniel Jones basically is, what, the leading rusher on the team or, or close to it. So you've got a quarterback that runs. You've got another one, Jalen, who's done a good job. We talked about the pieces that have been put together around him. And Dallas has eliminated part of the problems. What's happening in Washington is take it to the Dallas game. They get two interceptions, both of them nullified by penalties. It's a football team that cannot afford to make mistakes whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the defense, whether it's the offensive line, it doesn't have the luxury of making mistakes. And I think what Ron was basically trying to say is there's still a lot of newness here. And, and yeah, I think he's on his seventh or eighth quarterback in three years. And you just, can't, you just can't envision success when you're changing that position on a continuing basis. Joe Theismann here on the show. Joe, what is your confidence level in, in Carson Wentz? I, you know, I, I think there's so much more that's going on around him. I mean, this, he's not a mobile guy, so you have to you have to sort up the middle sort up the middle of that football uh, offensive line, and he's got the ball out of his hands. He made some nice plays against Tennessee, put the ball down the field a bit, uh, and then you you know you look at a play like a couple of weeks ago when he gets a grounding the a grounding penalty, and now all of a sudden you're looking at third and 22. This football team has looked at more long and long yardage third and second and third downs than I think anybody in football. And uh, I think Carson is very difficult to evaluate at this time because there's so many other things going on. You know, you look at the Eagles, it's, their defense is really strong. 
obviously. You look at the Cowboys, their defense is playing well. You look at the Giants, they're a very complimentary football team. You know, Washington hasn't been able to figure out who they are. You know, when you look around the league, you, whether it's, I don't care what team it is, whether it's WNBA, NBA, baseball, football, a team has to have an identity. And I don't think Washington has figured out what their identity is yet. And they better. Yeah, I'm with you, Joe. Joe Theismann here on the show. Joe, sometimes the cure for for what ails a a football team is just playing a football team that's in an even worse straight. I know the Bears are are 2-3, and but as a long-suffering Bears fan, I will tell you my opinion, which is that that record is an illusion. Uh, They have not looked impressive this year. It's not a it's not a a billboard kind of game on Thursday night football, but it's a big game for each of these coaches and each of these teams. Do you think there's a clear favorite going into this game? No, I don't. I don't think there's a clear favorite. I, I think it's each team has struggled in certain areas. As a matter of fact, I, I thought of something because of the situation that Washington is in. I thought back, Bill, to nineteen eighty one. We started the season in Joe Gibbs' first year, zero and five. He was going to bench me. I went to his house the night after we lost to San Francisco and had a sit-down with him, and the next game was going to be Chicago. We were playing the Bears in Chicago on October 11th, 1981. We were 0-5. We managed to win that football game 24-7. to Mark Mosley kicked two field goals. John Riggins scored two touchdowns. And Neil Lokowitz, our middle linebacker, intercepted a pass and ran it in for a touchdown. And, and it was a total team win, offense, defense, special teams. And that jump-started us to the remainder of that year. We went, after that game, we went 7-3, and 12-1, and 1, 16. You know, it, Washington just took off after that. We, you know, we were, we were really a heck of a football team. And, you know, this is an opportunity for them to find a way to win. This game is so big for the commanders. Uh, just to get, just to get the, the dogs off your rear end. I mean, everybody's pounding them. Everybody's you know, jumping on them for this and that and all the different things. And this, you know, you get a breath now as a player. And as a player, you get tired of hearing it. You really do. It's like enough already. So what are we going to do to stop all of the rhetoric that is running us into the ground? And that's the only way to do that in this league is to win. Joe, that recall is incredible. Do you, can you remember every game you play with, with that level of precision? <laughs> No, you know, it was funny, though. I, I, guys, I, I can tell you every shot I hit yesterday on the golf course, though, Bill. <laughs> I hear that. But, uh, no, this, this, this particular game in Chicago, I mean, it just, for some reason, I, I think of where Washington is and needing a jump start. And I thought about us back in 1981 when Coach Gibbs took over. It was, it was, the, it was the Bears in Chicago that got us going. But it wasn't, it wasn't one of those outs. I, I mean, I threw, I think, for 86 yards in the game. I mean, it was, it was, it was just a, a total team win, and we we found our we found our legs, and we started you know things started going after that for us, and I was thinking maybe possibly the same situation could happen for Washington. Joe Theismann here on the show. Joe, you played quarterback in a very very different era than the one we are in now. Obviously, you had a very serious injury during an era where where guys were allowed to take down quarterbacks and and we're in a totally different place for you as a person with your breadth of experience and your personal experience how do you view the roughing the passer calls that have been starkly starkly different than what most football fans expect in terms of when that flag should come out subjectively inconsistent that's the way i look at it for example, the most vul- who was the most vulnerable player on a football team? 
Who do you think is the most vulnerable player on the football team? I would say that I would say the quarterback when he's throwing the football. How about the punter? Oh yeah. No way to de- no way no way to defend themselves. Your leg is in the air. You're you're you have no way to defend yourself from being hit or run into. But yet there's two distinctions when it comes to penalties regarding kickers. Running into the kicker and roughing the kicker. What I see from the quarterback position is first of all, I you know, and this is coming from a guy who who I, I love every player on I think everybody is, is terrific. I feel so bad for defensive linemen, for linebackers. How what are you supposed to do with a quarterback? Don't don't the people on the competition committee understand that this is a split second decision, that you're you're doing your best. You get paid for sacks. You get paid for hurries. What you're doing is you're making the player's job impossible. You're making defensive linemen. You know, it's like defensive backs after five yards, you can't touch anybody. Um, I'm I'm all for safety in the game, but then we've reached a point of absurdity. And and I don't understand why, for example, I watch games where a quarterback will throw the ball, a defensive lineman pushes him to the ground, just didn't hit him, just pushed him, 15-yard penalty. Are you kidding me? See, and and the officials are in a very difficult situation because it's up to them to determine what they believe to be roughing based upon whatever guidelines are put out there. Now, here's the other thing, Bill. They're willing to change the protocol or amend the protocol for concussions right in the middle of the season, right? That's what they've done. But they're not willing to amend the roughing the passer stuff in the middle of the season. Why? That is a great why? point. That's why. Well, I mean, why? Let's say that they would. What? What's the solution, Joe? If they, if the, if the competition committee came to you and said, "All right, you're one of the guys that we want to lean on for expertise," what's the right line to draw? I mean, because the Chris Jones thing, to my eyes, in that Chiefs game, was even more egregious than the call that that benefited Tom Brady and the Bucks a few days earlier, day earlier. What's yeah. the right? Like, what's the line for you? I think when I think if I think if, if you if you hold when you when you're coming in and a quarterback is throwing the ball in an instant and you're hitting him and he goes to the ground, how are you as a 300 pound defensive lineman supposed to compute in your mind in the matter of a millisecond? I have to get my weight off of him. Can't be done. Look at the look at the game realistically. Forget about the rules. Okay, look at the game realistically. There's a split second for a defensive player to hit the quarterback. Protect the quarterback. If he, if he holds him up a little bit and slams him to the ground, if, he, if it looks like he's throwing his weight on top of him, then it's a penalty. And as far as pushing the quarterback to the ground, that is not a 15-yard penalty. If you want to do something, make it a five-yard penalty and not a first down, just like you treat the kicker. Listen, it's all about economics, Bill. You're protecting the investment of your football team. You're protecting the investment in football. All the quarterbacks are making the good ones, $35, $40 million, and try and treat every quarterback the same. You know, a Jalen Hurts is going to be treated different than a Tom Brady because he has mobility. A Josh Allen will be treated different than your quarterbacks that don't move around. Kyler Murray will be treated different. But yet try, try and find and seek some common ground and consistency when it comes to evaluating what is roughing and what is not. And I don't mean just by some simple guidelines and rules. But this, and, and the other thing is, is 
Certain officials will call it when a quarterback gets pushed to the ground. Other officials don't. I remember having a conversation with a head coach in the National Football League a number of years ago when I was doing football, when I was in broadcasting. He said, what we do is we chart the officials. Some officials are willing to let defensive backs nuzzle a little bit with players. Some of them, you know, you know they, they look at holding by the offensive line or defensive line a little bit differently. But you have to understand what that crew is going to call. See, part of, part of research in football is not just studying the other team, but study everybody on the field. And that includes the officials because they are a part of the game. And what's happened now with the roughing the passer is the one thing that the NFL does not want. They do not want officials determining the outcomes of games. And we've seen it basically twice. Not to say that Atlanta would have won, but the opportunity was going to be there. Not to say that Kansas City winds up winning, but you don't know how it affects the situation. So. I'm I'm 100% with you. Joe Theismann on the show. Joe, uh, before I run out of time, I, man, I'd love to go through every game. But I want to I want to fast forward. I know the game's not till Monday. Russell Wilson has been one of the more surprising disappointments in the NFL this year. What is your confidence level? He's going to get to to the level we all thought he would and play as an elite quarterback and help Denver look like an elite football team this season. Well, we don't know. I, I think one of the statistics I heard is under 10 yards passing. You know, Russell doesn't have a very high rating. And, and Geno Smith in Seattle has a very high rating. I think that, you know, first of all, you could say that Russell's trying to adjust to the system, but he's been through OTAs, mini camps, training camps. So it isn't necessarily adjusting to the familiarity of the players there. The one interception he threw where he just airmailed it down the middle of the football field, um, I don't understand it. And then he's, you know, he's missing wide open receivers. Um, it looks like he's trying so hard. And, and that's, that's, that's a fallacy of all of us at times. You try so hard to be so perfect instead of letting the game come to you. I think he needs to let the game come back to him. Just be the athlete he's been, be the quarterback he's been in the past. But his inaccuracy has got to be a concern. And we'll get to see now as we go forward. And they, they said, what, he had like a, they have a labor problem or, you know, yep. some, some issue they talked about with his arm. I don't know how that's going to affect the situation, but I, I think he's just trying so hard to get it so right instead of just understanding that you truly are one-eleventh of what goes on out there. Our job, our, we're facilitators. That's all we are. We just get the ball from point A to point B, and everybody else goes and does what they need to do. And I just think, you know, I, I hope he can find the answer. If he doesn't, It'll be uh, an incredible investment uh, that hasn't worked out very well. But it's, you know, I I just, like I said, I I think, you know, let the game come to him. And and the accuracy is what really I'm going to focus on watching Russell going forward. How how accurate will he be in games? Joe Theismann, absolute pleasure, as always, to to have you on the show. Thank you. uh, Thank you for for sharing some of your your, your time with us. Appreciate you very much. Uh, Great to catch up with you, buddy. Take care. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.